Driveline, driveline R&D. Start us off, baby. Driveline R&D podcast episode uh, 75. This is Alex Caravan, director of data science, drinking a um, Mac and Jack's log boom, as Lindley said in the behind the scenes clip that we just posted <laughs> on Twitter, where for the record, Lindley's burping, not myself. Kyle and Naples, product manager, also drinking a Mac and Jack's log boom. Uh, never had one of these guys. I know it's a it's a kind of a staple in the Seattle area. And I am Anthony Brady, director of sports science, driveline baseball, primary host of the Driveline R and D Research and Drinks podcast. Welcome to the brand new setup for everyone uh, watching watching on YouTube, checking out the visuals. I mean, we said it. Said uh, more upgrades were coming. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say more upgrades are coming because I think this this is gonna be it for a while. Oh wait, I'm drinking a Montucky cold snack. Isn't this the this is like the beer of Montana or something, right? Uh, I have no idea whose beer that is. By the way, I just grabbed that in the fridge. Ah, uh, Montucky, the official unofficial beer of Montana. You don't know whose beer this is? <laughs> you just grabbed it out of the fridge. Yeah. So 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 if you're listening to this episode, just hit me up and I'll get you. We'll, like, we'll replace uh, a couple. We'll get you yeah. back. Um. Full disclosure too, Brady's six six. That's why. Uh, yeah, so that's why I'm tall. so tall. I'm definitely not the only one of us on a uh, an elevated stool. So, um, yeah, yeah. got to be careful. And, if and, he and makes I'll, me mad, I could just fucking goddamn knock him off. New uh, I'll, I'll new setup. I'll be, I'll be pushing on this. New setup. Shout out Mitch Bido, Yo Goats. Um, you know, putting together these uh, these tables for us out of the the finest mahogany we could. We could get up here in Washington. Um, Got some 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 soap here to sniff. Uh, in case I, I don't know if lightheaded. that has anything to do with the, the new setup, but we do have that. Um, yeah, it's a work in progress. We'll take care of the cords, but audio should be what cords should dude? be chilling. I don't see the cords. <laughs> Good God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just see a bat and some gloves, dude. Episode seventy-five, kind of a milestone episode, and we are just off the rails. Yeah, well, uh, it, it is actually it is actually the most it actually might be the latest in the in the like business week that we've ever recorded an episode. Yeah, it's Friday true. evening. Yeah, Caravan's um, been out of town all week. Um, you're on on PTO first half of this week. Yeah, yeah. Which is, um, did you stop by the episode at all? I guess you're on PTO. Never mind. That's um, no. Oh, there. But well, you know where I you. did stop by. <laughs> yeah, so Caravan was gone all week. Lindley and I weren't. Um, Anything uh anything exciting happened this week? What'd you do this week, man? If it, um I didn't do anything. I'm not gonna ask you that question. Wait, wait. I didn't do anything. What, what did I ran mocaps on. Dude, every time I run the mocap lab, I'm not gonna I like hate to brag like this, but oh, I shit. feel like <laughs> homies come in and they fucking PR because I bring the energy. You do bring good energy. Pick up the pick up the music, pick up the vibes, make Wasp sure. Wasp brings pretty good energy too. Damn, I need to get out there and experience some dude. Was Was gives it to him on on every throw. I respect the hell out of it. Yeah, like he's he's clapping. He's like, come on, let's go, let's go. Literally Tuesday night after I was done, I went home and my like my throat kind of hurt because I was screaming yeah. so much. Yeah, I had that one with um, Sarah told me you hurt. Uh, <laughs> I had that one with uh, with Jameson Kruger when he when he PR'd. Oh, ninety four. Big time. Uh, ninety. He had ninety three. Oh, but. It was me and me and Jared last week, and all of his previous mocaps were. His peak was like he had like an eighty nine seven, an eighty nine six, and then like an eighty nine eight. So he was just he was it, he was scratching for that. He, he was just stuck there, and then when he was going, 
all of them were like 88, 89. And then out of nowhere, he grabbed, I think he went straight to 91. And then after that, I don't think he threw a pitch under 92. He went like 92. He banged out the 93-1. Everything was like 92, 93. I was like, what the? That's so so sick, dude. It's honestly. I'm not taking any credit for that. That's one of my favorite parts of um, like running the lab and being active in in sports science data collection stuff. Like seeing homies PR. It's just like. It is one of the most like. satisfying instant feedback things too because like the gun is so instantaneous mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you like see the ball flight and then you see the see the velocity yeah that's good and the trainers and athletes do a good, good job like uh, the athletes typically have like a couple buddies that they train with typically will come over and yeah. kind of cheer them on and everything so they got like everybody's yelling getting them hyped up it's yeah it's good. How, how long do mockups last now with all the off-speed pitches we're throwing uh there's still like 10 to 15 minutes in terms of throwing on the mound I think the most most pitches anyone throws is about uh, twenty five to thirty. There's probably a couple guys that have been thirty in there, and they're just like trying to PR yeah. and and keep going. Obviously, their workload is fine, and they can they can handle that. Um, but 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 for those guys, you have them go through off speed first. That then you're like, if you want a couple more extra bullets. No, yeah, it's usually it's usually they start with fastballs. Um, ask them if they want to throw off speeds. They'll you know throw some breaking balls, change ups, and then some guys want to go back to the mm-hmm. fastball. And then maybe the velo is like, oh, they actually might have a shot at pring or getting better yeah. numbers. So they'll kind of just keep going after they've gotten gotten more loose or something. I've experienced guys in the in their retests are like less into doing off speed pitches. A lot of them opt out because they just want to like rip rip uh their fastballs try to pr oh for sure and, and, and be for sure to... yeah i was that when i when i retested just a couple of weeks ago um ben was trying to get me to throw sliders and i was like i haven't thrown a slider in a couple yeah. months yeah that's <laughs> you not know? if that's not what you're working on yeah like yeah probably not a ton of value no it, it totally makes sense yeah if you're just if you've just been working on velo and that's what you're training for which a lot of the guys in the current population that are here right now that's what they're doing you know mm-hmm. they're gap year guys that aren't at school um, or are trying to go play like indie ball or professionally and velo is what they need. Not, uh, not like pitch design or yeah. live AB stuff, you know, not laying in secret sauce. Dude, speaking <laughs> back, of back, laying to back in, episodes, laying oh. in secret sauce. That's going to be coming soon. You got a Did lot I... of DMS after last episode. Who's showing me? Well, uh, not the, not just the episode, but um, me and Langan recorded a, it's kind of a sneak peek. I think it's going to come out what? in a week or two. Langan and I recorded You're like a, a new podcast. No, a mic'd up pitch design. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Seventy pitches, right? Do you it was the whole thing? Um, <laughs> no, it was it was a while ago. It was uh, I think it was last week or before. It was it was Friday of last week. That's when it was, and uh, it was kind of a bummer. Um, only one of the lapel mics worked, mm-hmm. so Langan's mic'd up, and I'm just like talking really loud at the camera so that it, it gets picked <laughs> up but yeah we did a whole uh recorded the whole pitch design kind of give people an experience and dude i threw a couple couple banger pitches i'm i'm pretty stoked about below wasn't wasn't that great dude i had some today bro i was throwing splitters today uh zero horizontal break and like 12 to 16 negative vertical bam just literal tw- 12 6 curve ball yeah Splitters. Yeah, from the side. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I want Velo. Uh, probably like 75, 78. My Velo was definitely down. What was the 3D spin axis? 
Dude, there's like the trackman didn't even pick up spin. Really? Because um I think it's just like spinning so slow. Yeah. You know. Um I also threw some I had a couple sliders today that I'm stoked about. Feeling pretty good about them. Did Rapsodo pick up spin? We didn't have Rapsodo on, just trackman today. What, I'm, I'm just trying to get movement. Rapsodo sometimes doesn't like my slot. Dude, oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you're saying I'm trackman <laughs> trackman like dog? It just takes so that does that just mean that you didn't have you did have vertical break though so like it should be calculating spin right no yeah it zero. just doesn't it it shows up as a dash I'm not actually sure uh, why yeah. but, but the brakes red that that'll happen sometimes yeah Trackman has some has a few pitches did a spin axis read because swaying back and forth what's up you're swaying back and forth on the mic I'm hammered dog <laughs> um did, did, did it have spin axis uh yeah yeah on, okay. on most of them, yeah. no, 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 I'm, I'm saying that one because I'm saying like spin and spin axis often won't read together. Um, I'm pretty sure it did, maybe not. The other thing that is nice about uh, TrackMan in in pitch design that I kind of like, um, Rapsodo, if it's like yipped in terms of where you throw it, it uh, sometimes it just like doesn't read, mm -hmm. you know. Whereas you can throw like a pretty egregious ball. Oh yeah, yeah. We're like yeah. way off base, and TrackMan will still get like something from it, and that's it'll honestly, get the velo right. Well, it'll get the velo and the movement. Like oh, even, really? even if I miss like really bad, it's nice to know uh, what it kind of no, kind of yeah, moves yeah. like. I thought they just got the velo. It's, it's pretty sick. far, like for for pitch design, especially because there will definitely be a couple of these in the the video uh, with Langan. Dude, I probably threw ten straight sliders in a row when he was trying to give me this new grip, where I missed like four feet arm side and i just could not for the life of me like make the adjustment was most of your work with him changing grips up or were you also working on like we tried uh, to cues? We, we spent a good amount of time trying to work with the grip that i already had because i have such like good command with it and so we started with kept the same grip that i currently have and adjust the cues or like intent of it mm -hmm. i was trying to mess around with a few things like you know getting my palm more up or almost trying to create like positive vertical break and none of those were working. And then we switched to a different grip and right away, like without any cues or anything, I immediately got the movement profile we were looking for. It's just harder to control. Um, I couldn't get the control down. And then I adjusted the grip again and also uh, adjusted the kind of like where I was aiming and, and kind of like intent uh, around it. Honestly, what I had to do is I had to throw a few where I missed glove side. Like I just tried to yank the shit out of yeah. it to get a feel for it. And that helped out a ton. And then today when I was throwing it uh, in the PD lab, by far the best it's felt control wise, I found a little better grip. But also what I did is I put the the mannequin batter yeah. in there. And I think that that just like context alone, like having that line of sight there, not just throwing mm -hmm. to the net and target um helped out quite a bit it was really really weird yeah. this is okay. splitter in general or or just or that was that was slider splitter okay. um but i'm saying what we're working on in the pd today or, yeah. or then or i guess i guess then i don't know if you did pd today so. yeah i so i did pd on um on friday and then this week i just threw a bullpen on tuesday and a bullpen on friday working on the pitches yeah. from the pitch design because i want to go live next week with them and uh after we were doing slider last week, we started to do change up. My change up is just like, it's just buns. Like half the time, it's just the same exact pitch as my fastball. I can't really control it well. And so we started to mess around with a couple splitters 
I threw a couple uh, splitters that just like knuckled out of my hand and stuff that looked pretty cool. But we, I found a good grip on my splitter. I think it's actually the one that um, Hector uh, Nears hit. Yeah, same one that that he was using because Langan had just done stuff with him. So he gave me that one. I actually felt good control with that. Uh, I threw a bunch of those today, but slider control honestly felt pretty good today. I'm I'm, I'm stoked to try it in live abs because. It's pretty different than the slider I threw last year. Honestly, the slider I've thrown for the last couple of years, it's like very different. There's probably a eight to 10 inch difference in the, in vertical break on it. Yeah. Like mine, mine used to be a lot more slurvy and this is, this is like sweeper profile. Um, if not up from, from my slot. Are you guys tracking intended zones? Easy. Uh, so next week, Tuesday, I'm doing, uh, an intended zones bullpen with those for the first time and then friday i'm gonna do live um i'm probably not gonna do like actual live i'll just do all like a short box group mm -hmm. and ask them if they want to just go in the go full distance yeah i go full distance live for like 60 70 ish pitches and go like 80 percent, or is it gonna be max fastball is probably not gonna be 80 percent. if i'm being honest uh i'll probably go off speed full intent and fastball like I'll be fine mixing in a couple of like 86, 87. I really just want to get a lot of confidence and feel for like new, when was the first new slider. What's up? When was the first dose game? June 1st or 2nd, I think. So I still got, was that? Two and a half months, or yeah. like nine weeks maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still got plenty of time. And then I'll go from there, do a couple like legit live sessions. Um, I kind of want to go rogue and do a couple like really weird things. Well, I got to ask, uh, I got to figure out what my usage usage is going to be this year. But I, at one point I was thinking of doing something like try to throw live, uh, three days in a row and then see if I could do it like a fourth day in a row, mm -hmm. you know, like back to back to back to back outings, see how that kind of feels and like what changes, changes velo wise. Um, I also want to mix in like a long, like a long outing with like straight up downs like maybe do like a simulated six or seven inning start. Cause I had that seven inning start last year. Yeah. Just try to get like a feel for all that. You're not down to mocap the three days in a row. Oh, I am down. Dude, I was talking to Langan today. In your underwear. <sighs> that sounds kind of tough, but I am down. I'm more down for what Langan and I were talking about today, bro. 50 pitch intended zones, mocap bullpen. We got on that. That'd be sick. Dude, maybe maybe get an idea of uh, like how much you're gonna break a RP six pipeline. <laughs> yeah, that and also more importantly, like what um, <laughs> maybe like I think it could be really valuable to me if there is longitudinal mocapping of attended zones would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. longitudinal would be sick, but we want to do it in a session just to get an idea of like which ones are good. Yeah, when I miss good. really bad, yeah. maybe there is something consistent yeah. mechanically yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's different in those in those misses. Yeah. You know? it, it might be a pain to clean. Uh, I was saying we should probably <laughs> do like a, a brand new fresh uh, fresh marker set. Also, I was telling Langan, we should definitely do that with like another athlete yeah, yeah. like an overhand Dude, even if, too even if the sidearm ass even if the sample is only like five athletes like we just did oh, it yeah. did that same data collection but with like yeah. only a handful of homies like it would probably still be a super powerful day set yeah yeah dude with intended zones too bro yeah, yeah. so sick yeah um oh yeah i guess technically it would uh oh you would have to be doing the same pitch though huh 
to get an idea for like an actual commandment. Yeah, I'd probably do like uh, 20 and then and 15 and 15 or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like Dude, 20, that would 20 be users. I think I could even even do more, but it'd be low my uh might drop off a bit, especially with how much I'm trying to disc golf, dude. I'm trying to keep my trying to get like a couple rounds okay, in. Yeah, we, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. We we, we brought up as a topic off air. Yeah. So, so how how's this weekend? Did, did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Fucking top five, top five finish. My first uh first amateur disc golf tournament of the year. Oh wait, was it last it. weekend or the weekend before that? Last weekend. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was actually the day after my pitch design. Okay. Yeah. I was worried that I was going to be like uh, sore, but yeah, thankfully with the help of uh, Driveline Pulse. Yeah, I was about to say Driveline or uh, shout out Pulse. He yeah. was going to go do a practice session on Friday, but banged it because his workload was too high. Yep. Yep. So. I was like, huh, eh, you know, might be tough. Might be tough. And thankfully I had a great round. Great round on Saturday. I think it was because of Pulse, dude. Wait, wait, did you wear Pulse during the tournament? No, I did. Uh, Cause that could be some fire. I duplicated my workload marketing. on a previous day. <laughs> so I did a, I did wear my pulse in a practice round I did mm-hmm. throughout the week. And then I duplicated that workload to, uh, account for the throws. So every throw counts, even, you know, your drives and your mid range up shots and, and all those in disc golf. So I covered all those. Um, I am kicking myself though. I won't lie. I was leading after 14 holes. And, uh, then I, I had a, I had a bad, bad stretch. You know, I let, uh, I got a little too cocky. Didn't play my game on a couple holes. Um, ended up top five though. Pretty happy with that. Yeah, and we're talking sick. sports. We could bring in the third one, show off this rib injury on camera. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, I get a, get a view of this dude. Oh, you can't even see. Oh my God. Yeah, what day see. did that happen? Last night in my elbow, my elbow's. I mean, there's no way. Oh, you could actually maybe even see the bruise here. Insane, dude. Bro, uh, I was telling Caravan, like, last night, the those type of hockey games are the only kind where I, like, don't have a good time. Don't have a good time. Like, we won pretty handedly, but... Uh, it, it wasn't Budnick's team, right? Shout out Ryan Budnick. No. Bailed on... No, it wasn't. Uh, cruising yeah, by the last second guess. guess. It yeah. wasn't Budnick's team. It was a different team. Uh, we... The game just, like, gets... Was it the Topes? Yeah, yeah, the game just gets like super chippy early on with uh, like the other skaters, you know, and they don't like necessarily skate as as fast or as hard on some things. And as soon as that happens, people start trying to throw like little cheap shots here and there, like you know, slashing. I mean, I got slashed in the ribs. That was not not great, but so that more... was from a stick. Yeah, yeah, that was a stick, and then I went to the boards. The other one though is like guys will like lazily try to you know, throw their hips out and throw you off balance and stuff, which if you go super hard into the corner, it's really easy to just like mm-hmm. almost like poke someone off balance throw. And I like flew into the boards and fucked up my left elbow uh, pretty bad, which wasn't uh, dirty, dude. Wasn't great. I was, was pretty dirty. Good. I was just thinking about it the whole time. Like, dude, what if it was my right arm? Like I wouldn't have been able to probably have to pause throwing for a bit. So it's sketching me out, dude. What happens when you play three so, sports? Hockey's catching me out. Yeah, come on. So, <laughs> disc, disc, disc golf, baseball, and hockey. Three sport athlete. And, and, three and, hobby and athlete. All, all pretty heavily rotationally based. With, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. that, that plays your strength. Yeah. Have yeah, you ever had back sure. issues? Uh, every now Karen and then. Karen's fucking yeah. podcast on his back. <laughs> Dude, every now and then. I mean, the first time I caravan seen me play basketball once. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, we were playing one <laughs> the on one. The one not rotational. And we were playing one on one for. I think uh, two possessions in my my lower back gave out. 
I don't, even, I, don't, I don't think we were playing one on one. I think you just rebounded a. We were kind of messed around. You rebounded a shot, and then like went down like this. And then I thought you. I thought I thought Brady was saying like, uh, he's saying my, my. He's like my back, my back. But I thought he was saying I'm back, I'm back. Like uh, a little bit of shit, but like not going up for the layup. So I was like, all right, yeah, let's let's see it. And he's like, no, my back, my back. I think those are purely uh, sedentary lifestyle related, though. Any of the back injuries that I've had, yeah, they're not like I don't know. Maybe maybe that, that maybe COVID, it's a, right? Maybe it's a combo, yeah. But I feel like I tweaked my back recently too when I was trying to do too much, uh, getting back into throwing and lifting in the fall or something. Dude, four sports, fucking snowboarding too. Snowboarding. I wouldn't I mean, call my arms still a, fucked a up in Chicago. That. My arms, I'm not kidding. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like right here, slipping on ice that I warned you yeah. about. Yeah. Anyways. Spring training, yeah, it's been a good week. Spring oh, training got started. If we're if we're, before we get into hopefully more serious topics, so that went long enough that it's got to be the first. That's got to be the first caption of the of the podcast. Uh, want to give a shout out to um, uh, an old flame of mine who just got proposed to or en- engaged this last. Oh, nice. Yeah, this last weekend. Doing, Not gonna totally doctor, kind of but uh, you know, if, if you know me and my personal life, uh, it's just. You know, Dobby to house off of my phone. Let's go. Just got just got engaged. So good for Dobby. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. I hope you're uh, listening 21 minutes into the um, podcast. I, 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 told her, I told her. I told her. I told her. Throw a timestamp. But <laughs> for anyways, all of our other listeners, throw a timestamp no on Twitter. Sorry about that. Um. Yeah. Let's get. Uh... Anyways, yeah. Spring training. Anthony throwing fire gifts on the on the Twitter sphere. Blog, oh yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think the Arenado one was the the first one that I saw, because um, we have an internal uh, for the for the listeners. We have like an internal Slack channel that's just like all the athlete results, and so it's been very popping with spring training, and like any anytime any of our athletes just like do good, and there's like a Twitter clip or anything, it immediately gets dropped in there. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I bet I could do a overlay with Arenado, and then I want to say like. Just a few hours later, Joe Adele hit one and was like, oh, could do that. And then there was the the Dylan Tate one. And um, what was the – oh, Mark Canna was another good one too. Honestly, though, dude, the, I, think the, I think the swings are more satisfying oh, yeah. than the pitching ones. Why? For, for, I mean, I, I think from the – I think the, the camera the perspective – yeah, dude, I thought the I thought the Tate one was really good. The Tate one did it. turn out well. He actually has like pretty unique mechanics, like mm-hmm. enough that it's uh, it pairs up well. Clearly him. Yeah, I thought the the thing about the hitting one is they're like pre pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like I think dude, especially Arenado. Yeah, like Arenado got that thick. like uh, step thing. Yeah, he does a little like hop thing. Shift. Yeah, Canna too. He's got like a kind of a larger leg kick, so it yeah. looked it looked pretty good. That's um, I was stoked that they even looked. Uh, as good as they did kind of kind of overlaying them so and you don't slow them down so like even if they're not 100 percent perfect like yeah you can still tell that they're that's them yeah but it's like even if they're a tiny like especially with hitting since yeah. it's so variable like yeah. if it's a low pitch or whatever i had someone um someone someone emailed me i don't know if they listened but uh they were asking how i made them and I think they thought that it was like yeah. some you, sort of computer natural, vision. Like, oh, like we were using that you know? video. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that would be the most insane yeah. Marcos. I was like, that would be sick. Yeah. yeah. That would be so high quality. And I told him, I was just like, no, we just, we've collected data on them previously. So we know mm-hmm. what they look like. Um, the underlying thing there is, though, that's like part of the 
the the awesome value of it, right? Like we have this at any point in time, we can go back and see exactly how Mark Hanna, Jodell, mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado, like we know how they they swing and how they moved this offseason because we've uh collected that data on them. And for future hitters and, and people hitting here, like, you know, now all of our trainers know exactly how they swing, they they know how they move. Um I think that's like the most exciting thing about the pro offseason guys. That, yeah, that we like we used, we used KVS in the past, but that's just limited to like, you know, we got some torso metrics out of it, some rotational velocity metrics and everything. Yeah. But it's just so much more like in depth. And I know uh, Soderopolis, I know it's like dived like into some, um, into some of the more like nitty gritty metrics that yeah. ones that aren't necessarily in. Oh, for hitting mocap? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean we, we we still have a good amount of research to do there. I'm oh, really dude, excited about that. Ben is starting to cook up some some heat. The next kind of really? next kind of okay. big one he's ripping is this big. Uh, I don't know how big it'll be, but he's he's looking at um, some bad path, bat speed stuff. So, yeah. kind of just like explaining the value of the mocap mm-hmm. lab, being able to get us all the more metrics we can get with the marker back compared to what like yeah. blast or you know other bat dongles can do, yeah. and like all the visuals like. Dude, he was looking at something today about um, breaking up the the landmark velocity components in all three directions, mm. which I thought was 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 pretty interesting. Yeah, like taking the the z value velocity and then the x and y, mm-hmm. um, and how those kind of like interact for for bat path stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, making your like the contact more efficient. Mm-hmm. Me and Dudo, where shout out Max Dudo, have um, been or like we talked about it a bit ago about having like a instead of an attack angle having like an angle of your bat path or like angle of bat path through, through the zone. Yeah. yeah. Angle oh, or yeah. something That's or like, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, even like having like a surface area of the like barrel mm-hmm. and through the zone or something and trying to maximize that yeah, instead yeah. of like focusing on like attack angles. Great. And some of these other positional metrics are great, but it's just only at contact. Yeah. And you have to like, like if, you should be chasing not just at contact, but chasing what's going to get you the highest probability mm-hmm. uh, to hit it like flush or whatever. Yeah. And that's more about your bat path through the zone than your bat path at one point in time. Yeah. That's, that's kind of one of the things uh, Ben was, he, he started to do too, uh, is almost like working backwards down the chain as, as well. Like if your attack angle, when the bat is at the front of the plate or the middle of the plate at the back of the plate, like what is it? What, what happens well before that, mm-hmm. you know, like leading up to it to do some, you know, uh, like, cause I think that's gotta be one of the harder things on the hitting side is just like staying improving attack angle, you know, but how yeah, kind yeah, of a thing. Exactly. So trying to like go backwards into like, what is the bat path really doing uh, before to yeah. get into it? Yeah. And now that we have, because in the swing, dude, you get so much of that. Just the bat path alone throughout the whole entire swing, I think, is is crazy valuable from the mocap lab. Mm-hmm. Not even the the kinematics portion, you know. I mean, just yeah. use few enough frames. It's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> the attacking yeah. on the bat path when it enters the zone. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so I'm pretty. I'm pretty stoked about we, that. We've done a good job on the hitting side. I think like we found some good constraints to so that you, we don't have to cue. So like if you're gonna rely strictly on cues to fix or to like increase your attack angle or whatever, like you were saying. But how we've done a really good job of just finding constraint trails. Like um, 
like a low machine to flatten out your yeah, yeah. your bat path uh or just like shoot for a line drive uh, straight yeah. back at the machine for example but like if we want to shoot for like strictly uh cues we'd have to figure out how to like cue what leads up to it yeah yeah it'll be interesting uh seeing all the uh all the bat path stuff alone that, that's able to come out of the lab um i am pretty excited for things like that like taking the kind of what you're saying, figuring out like attack angle through the zone or mm-hmm. that was one of the things early on I was pretty dumbed up about with the swing, thinking about it um, conceptually, you know, cause if you normalized everything around contact as like an event to pair everything, the movement variability would kind of like get fucked up. Yeah, quite if, their a time, bit. if their timing's not perfect. Oh, yeah, because if yeah, you like someone, someone hitting it like out in front. If you hit the, if you hit a ball in the opposite field versus like if you pull a ball, yeah. those contact yeah. points are like it could be the same exact swing with different yeah. contact points, and mm-hmm. so then like your normalized positions at contact kind of get messed up, and so since we have events relative to the plate you know, mm-hmm. almost ignoring contact more or less. Yeah. yeah. Then we can get an idea of like Wait, how the swing. What, what are our events? What are our events? There's a, there's a bunch. There's like load, uh, which First is move. furthest. I think load event is furthest COM backwards. So like furthest the yeah. center of mass move yeah. backwards and then first move is when it starts moving forward. No, first move is uh, the hands, like the hands achieving a speed, or maybe it is the COM moving forward. I'm not sure what the, the definitions are. Yeah, first move is one of those. There's like the various foot plant, foot striking mm-hmm. events, and then we have like force plate defined ones of those. Then for bat path related events, there's uh, the sweet spot crossing the back of the plate, the front of the plate, and then a plate's distance in front of the plate. So mm-hmm. it's like, cause the plate is 17 inches long. I think, I think that's, sure. yeah. I think that's right. I almost want to so fact check myself. I think yeah. Yeah. So it's like the back of the plate, front of the plate, and then another 17 inches yeah. in front. So kind of like three points there, which we could also, we could kind of change that. Cause we know the position of where the plate is. So we could yeah. technically with the full signal data, we could take it at, at whatever point we want. And then there are a couple uh, finished metrics, but all those are going to be standard across. Because really, we don't. What we don't really have is uh, when contact really happens. Yeah. Because we don't have like a yeah. we don't have like a marker to ball or anything. Yeah. We're doing a. I think right now we're proxying contact as like peak bat speed. Oh, but one of the things Ben's looking at in this write up on bat speed and bat path stuff is how. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Definitely. he's pairing it off vegetronic data, and it's like peak bat deceleration lines up better with contact than peak bat speed yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah. by that I was about to, because because uh yeah i wouldn't be surprised by that at all i, I was about to say from our blast cavus validation we, we were marking up the ball then right because we didn't have to mm-hmm. guess on contact no it was off a t oh that's yeah we right. marked up the t that's so we right. just we just yeah, marked up the yeah. t so we knew exactly where the t was yeah. and then we just yeah whenever it crossed that point we knew it was yeah. contact yeah I talked to off the track a, a bit ago to see if like sensors could pick up contact really well. Yeah. Like if we had a sensor on the bat that would pair with um, the motion capture data, but it, there's not like a, 
like an easy solution there for a, yeah. for an IMU that uh, connects directly to Pulse, uh, baby. I think we could get those. Pulse on the bet. We could get those. Um, we could get those balls that the Washington State Lab has. Oh yeah, the reflective leather uh, balls, and mm-hmm. use those. I, uh, Ben and Jared really want to do that. I think we we should at some point to get a better understanding of like when contact happens. Even a quick validation. Yeah, like, dude. Timing. But I, I think there's so much uh, like perception and context stuff that would switch up. Yeah. Like yeah, swinging yeah. at a bright silver ball. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like you just gotta like look. You know, like I'd imagine that it would like trip people up, you know? Yeah. Like, have we tried with wait, the stickers yet? Early. Have we tried with the stickers yet? Dude, in the original, like if you go all the way back, I think it might even be in the Google Drive days of the research folder and find, or maybe you have to actually go in Slack and go to the, uh, the research and development channel and the archive one from forever ago. Mm-hmm. One of the earliest drops in there is, uh, pitching report cnz workspace mm-hmm. from wagshaw mm-hmm. that he dropped in there and the they threw a markered ball mm-hmm. and he has like ball velocity calculated off the mm-hmm. the ball object and i think even some spin uh spin metric or spin rate and uh, spin orientation uh stuff in there like way back and if you go if you go back into the yeah 2017 archives i think it was just uh uh like nearly impossible to clean and also keep the stickers nice yeah i think it made things pretty tough but i bet with new motive it'd be pretty fire it'd probably be better we we would probably have to like make the put the markers on uh like identically uh, in identical positions yeah i think you would just want one um if you did a triangle or wait, yeah, no, yeah. no. Cause you'd have to, they'd have to be different, uh, distance lengths or the rigid body, uh, would, would fuck it up. I think. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to go through, um, the other sports science investigations that we've been ripping? It's like the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Keep, keep talking, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need fun. another beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What else? Beer what, 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 whoever's sitting has to talk the most every episode. Yeah. Yeah. And whoever's standing has to be the beer runner. Um, so yeah, Ben Ben's working on uh, uh, the bad speed stuff going forward, but the stuff he's been doing was, well, actually, okay, let's not talk about it too much because we should get Ben on here uh, oh, at some yeah, point yeah, yeah, to true. talk about it. But to give like a little bit of um, context, the reason we originally brought Ben on to Driveline is because when he was doing his master's degree yeah. Uh, he wanted to do thesis data collection with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what he wanted to look into was jumps. I think it's the layman study, uh, layman and, and someone else, but they, they did some early stuff on like, uh, the, all the different types of like performance jumps, like broad jumps, lateral bounds yeah. and counter movement jumps and which, uh, have the best like predictive so, power or correlations to, um, like velocity pitching and and I think hitting stuff too. So Ben's collected this huge data set where all the hitters and pitchers. You could probably just hold it, dude. I'm, I'm trying to make this work. Oh my god. Yeah, you could is... just you could just unscrew yeah, just... Car- Caravan is uh <laughs> Caravan's endurance, even though he can walk across the state of California is is, is dwindling. I'm trying to get a more uh oh, that's actually gonna fire. Yeah. yeah, it might work. It might <laughs> is it work. gonna 
It's better as fucking faceplant. Okay. Anyways, Ben's collected a data set where a bunch of athletes have ran through all the different types of jumps you can think of in the high performance lab, counter movement jumps, lateral bounds. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to study, dude. So I don't know. I think it's like thing. high Can level, high level athletes. He's <laughs> no, trying to, he's trying I, I, to keep I know. it. I'm confused why he threw me into study, but I remember, yeah. like, I remember doing a school Nikki and I mean, correlation to match. I up. think you might've been a pilot study. Mm -hmm. Like you were at test data to make sure that the <laughs> protocol worked. I don't know if the data actually. I'm not disagreeing with you, bro, because I know whatever data I have is going to throw the whole thing in flux. Well, I think I mentioned is... it before, but I literally had to throw Caravan's data out one time when I was looking <laughs> at throws because it was so different from every other person's throw. Wow, this guy's got great jumping ability, but he throws 52. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even have a. Well, we were doing broad jump, and I don't think I have a good broad jump. I mean, I also was going with Skull Nikki, who's a really underrated like really i think he had athlete. the best yeah he's a, i think he's school a, mickey had the really? best yeah he's a okay. pretty crazy athlete. That, that makes me feel yeah. a little bit better because because we were going and he was yeah. just like outpacing me he could dunk broad jumps uh, which, which i figured was going to happen um and i mean he's throwing harder at me too so i guess like you know whatever <laughs> yeah broad jumps lead the higher velo but 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 i think i think i think my lifetime pr is in that study oh wow yeah okay so, like, we'll have to we'll have to yeah we'll, we'll we'll have to look at that uh so yeah he's collected a bunch of jump data and then also simultaneously like right after that we got the hitting or, or pitching mocap data so we have a pretty sweet data set of like paired um jumps and movements in the high performance lab with movements in the motion capture lab like skill specific yeah. movements and early on he's just starting to do some of the write-ups and analysis on like okay what force plate metrics and characteristics and also kinematic jump movements correlate the best or have the best predictive power for uh, like performance in the movement. So for pitching, he's just doing velocity right now. Yeah. And one of the follow-up things that um, I think Dean and Dan Adams both like asked for is going like a step further, not just looking at velocity, but looking at movements in the actual uh, pitching mechanics you know specifically so like, like variability do certain types of jumpers or people who are better at the broad jump or lateral bound do they do a certain movement or thing better in the pitching motion like do they have a better lower half create more yeah. separation rotate faster whatever that is right or even just like uh the lower half ground reaction force things like that okay. so that'll be that'll kind of be the next step but early on it's just like what uh what kind of things correlate or um, have the best statistical uh, power for force plate and well. <laughs> broad jump lateral bound metrics related to uh, pitching velocity. And I think on both of them, uh, I think on both of them, it was like distance was was actually like one of the best oh my God, predictors. So bad. Distance was one of the best predictors. Caravan is a, Caravan can't, can't control himself. The setup. Get it together. Get it together. Get it together, man. On, Get it together. You guys, you guys got to take a I'm trying to talk here. about. Dude, dude, you've seen me. played skill stuff. Dude, I haven't been able to control myself at all for the last oh hour. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. my goodness. Okay. Well, you you read them. What do you got on them? The posts? Yeah. I think they're really good. There's a lot more to, to uh, look into, I think. Like, he hasn't. Yeah, like the kinematic part hasn't really been fully investigated, right? Like, it's mostly 
honestly, the first time I saw it, the way that Ben writes it too is is um like super descriptive and a really good way to explain it. But he shows like the trace of the ground reaction forces during the jump, and you can see clear events like, for example, when you get done, I think loading there's like a clear peak in everybody's jump. That's like, that's an event that they pull and just yeah. learning kind of about how the metrics are calculated was, was really interesting to me. Um, the first like initial comparisons with the metrics and, and velocity are good and everything, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see. Yeah. Oh dude, this is our chance. Part of it. This is our chance to, uh, these Ben's like the content oh. of Ben's write-ups are going to go live on driveline plus soon and along with to. along with was's uh energy flow stuff which I'll, I'll talk about here in a sec but those like high level educational analyses and investigations that we're doing internally um typically we we put those out internally and do you know resources and stuff for our our trainers and staff here but those are also going to get uh pushed to driveline plus and, and that edu platform so if you're not a driveline plus member you'll probably become one soon and also if you aren't we have a code, a code that you can use which is from the podcast i believe good to learn 25 and the two is the number two everything's lowercase and if you have if and, you have and 25 problems, is no spaces not no, no, out there yeah no funny either. shit good to numerical. learn 25 also numerical the two five at the end if it doesn't work just tweet at alex caravan yeah. and yeah. we can get it worked out because i put yeah. I, full disclosure i uh you know we, first off we've, yeah we've done a piss poor job of this because we, yeah. we we put out the code one time and i said it wrong yeah um you know not totally on me it was totally me wrong but that's you know doesn't yeah. matter but uh at to and then yeah the one person one person immediately dm me and then was, you know but now never mind yeah but, so yeah. now now for this is actually well we we can plug these a lot more yeah because a lot of the yeah a lot of the write-ups and investigations that we're talking about they're gonna start to live uh on plus in terms of getting getting more like high level educational stuff that we're, we're able to do in our lab um and yeah you can you can go on there and you'll be able to read about them another thing that's cool with ben's is at at some point he recorded uh, an in-service with our high-performance staff. Like, How long was like, that? Through it. Uh, it was only like a 15-minute presentation and then yeah. maybe like five to 10 minutes of Q&A. But yeah. there there were some good follow-ups and things on that. And those are going to uh, eventually live on, on Plus as well. So a couple high-level uh, sports science EDU and R&D topics going on there. Um, if you're not a member already... Code good, good to learn twenty five. Good to learn twenty five to get a uh, to get driveline plus. Damn, we got to we got to make sure we actually plug that yeah, right yeah, and yeah and plug it a lot more. You know what I was thinking about, dude? Those. We never ask people to like and subscribe, but I think it's actually decently possible that um, that most of our viewers are subscribed. Yeah, because <laughs> not not a lot of <laughs> most channels are like we get thirty thousand views, but only this many like less subscribers yeah yeah we have more subscribers than average views yeah. on, on some things that's actually true we should probably start shilling that out anyone listening to this if you could uh like and like the video subscribe we, on we, youtube we do a thing that's really helpful what it would even be more helpful right now is because i'm pretty sure i started looking at this would be more helpful i know there's some of you out there who have done it i think like 26 of you but 
ratings on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform. Oh, really? Yeah, we have like, uh, it just like drives it up on the like sports or baseball, you know, categories. Um, And it's just, you know, I think a good, good indicator of stuff. I think we have like 26 or 27 or something. So you see this, rate the podcast. I'm down as fuck to do a giveaway. Like, like, like uh, when we hit like 600 subs, 700 subs. What uh, what do you, Never mind. I don't know. Well, I'm out for well, I'm out. That's where you went. Giveaway, dude. You want to do a giveaway for 600 subscribers I mean, to I, I fly someone? I didn't say what I said. That's a giveaway. That can be a thousand. Well, people subs. do like people do like. Hey, if I hit a hundred thousand subs, uh, I'll release some apparel that you can buy. And you're like, if we hit 600 subs, we will fly you out to Washington. <laughs> All the subs. <laughs> <laughs> that is so beast. I, I, yeah, I'd like, be a- like the video. Subscribe. Yeah. Give us ideas for what we should do uh, if we hit certain milestones. No, but not too good of ideas because then we're actually going to do them, dude. Like if someone's like, oh, yeah, you guys should do this for free. And I'll be like, all right. No, definitely give us those ideas because they'll be better than uh, caravans. Fly them out. Fly you out to Washington. Fly them out. Uh, I mean, I got a spare mattress for sure. I got at least one spare mattress. The 600th two. subscriber gets to hang out with the day for all of us. The <laughs> subscriber gets to fucking crash in my room. Um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, like the podcast, rate it. That'd be helpful. Oh yeah, another thing. That's about to be an APN. Another thing. Uh, yeah. Well, Was has been ripping some energy Kyle flow. Yeah. guest from two episodes ago. Kyle Wasserberger. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, was it kww underscore dl underscore dl underscore dl? Yeah. Um, because he's also putting out some some juicy polls asking people kind of like challenging some pretty common uh coaches coachisms like one of the most Dude. common ones is that like athletes transfer energy you know well mm-hmm. i've said that before but uh you can actually measure it and um definitely one of the more exciting things in our latest biomechanics pipeline where we're actually quantifying um energy generation and absorption I don't want to talk too much further on it. We should <laughs> get yeah. Was on to yeah. actually like give some some or more dev stuff. Be a driveline plus member. Or be a driveline plus member and check it out there. Um, yeah, he he's ripping a lot of really cool analyses on how energy actually uh, transfers segment to segment and, and gives an actual like good look for for what that actually looks like from a from a quantitative sense. Also, dude, the whole idea behind like using your lower half. It's just like a super, that's like one of the biggest pitching coachisms, I feel like. Oh, yeah, and it's dude. Like actually looking into it and how much the lower half, well, like what the, what the, the like contribution of the lower half. How much does it really contribute? Yeah, kind of a thing. yeah. But I also believe, how specific the contribution exactly. is. Exactly. Versus just like exactly. use your lower half. Yeah. 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 That's a very common like pitching Twitter video comment. Like guy throws hard and then you're just like, oh doesn't use his legs he's gonna get tommy john soon you know? yeah exactly even when dude even when i was playing in like he's putting all the stress on his arm even if he <laughs> used his legs which i'm not even sure what you mean he'd still be putting all the stress on his arm mm-hmm. what do you think if you can just squat 800 pounds all of a sudden your arm experiences zero torque when you throw yeah. 95 how would that make sense yeah even in like little league and, and or i played pony baseball but uh even then, it was just like people were like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't use his legs. 
So he's, that is he's a not, very, he's get hurt. yeah, very common uh, cop out. That one actually like kind of dome me up too sometimes mm. when I would like really try to use my legs more, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, how much more can I use my legs yeah. right now? I'm trying, I'm trying to use yeah. my legs. It's like, but I'm still using my arm. Like no matter how much I use my legs, <laughs> yeah. my arm is still ending up like back here mm-hmm. at, at, at some point. So energy flow stuff, the wasp is cooking. That's pretty fire. That that's uh that's got me hyped. Yes, and if you want to know more about uh our assessment and what what goes into it, Jared, Jared Skull Nikki, another sports yeah. scientist here, put out a, a fire assessment video. J Dog. Yeah. It's on our YouTube channel, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Dude, I was looking through that, uh I think I was telling one of you guys our YouTube channel uh was so fucking random during COVID. Oh, yeah. We didn't put out anything. Then we started putting out clips of our podcast. And literally one oh, of them yeah. is just like Kara spills his Mentos while explaining API. And I was looking oh, at the end of the goodness. video to see like if you can even tell I like spill it like on the side, like I was like taking it out of the closet. Um and uh I'm just like, oh fuck. And then and then I was like, yo, these mento gums fucking blow. Like this, was this? The what's closet? Up? Oh, uh, the closet. Yeah, the yeah, yes. yeah. I remember that now. That's right. That's right. Simple times. Simpler times. Um, yeah. And, and then Stop we're just doing random plus. drills. But but I think I think now we're gonna start putting it. We're, now we're putting out more steady, high quality content. Yeah, Jared's got one coming to YouTube soon. Um, kind of the next one, the follow up was like, what is the pitching biomechanics assessment? Like, what do you get uh, when you come here? This next one's gonna be talking more about like why. You know the why behind the pitching yeah. biomechanics assessment or like why is it so important um goes a little more in depth into a few of the things that we do with it like talks a bit about i think it's going to talk a bit about stuff like the bucket system drill scores um mention the athlete composite score how it's used with athletes you know the test retest that type of thing um mechanical changes you know all the stuff, a lot of the stuff actually that I uh, talked about in the the Dylan Tate blog too. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll you, be, you, you should plug good. that, and, and you guys both talk about your podcast appearances. Oh yeah, um, Dylan Tate. The I'm beyond the right experience next week. Honestly, too, most of that, <laughs> most of the, yeah, he he doesn't know though. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I, the, I, was, I was scoping Austin, Texas, one of the flights I considered. You're the um, only person that knows you're going to be on that podcast. You're <laughs> <laughs> just going to crash it. Yeah, Dylan Tape Log um, went out. Uh, actually, that that just started as a write-up because Bill mentioned it to me. I hadn't even thought about it, but he was just like, hey, uh, we've got like every off-season of, of Dylan Tate's data since, you know, his MLB debut. Like there's probably something pretty pretty sick in there. Turns out there was. Um, and we, we did a pretty good job working with him. So talked about some of the mechanics change that he's gone through over the last few years obviously when he came into the league um you know fastball velocity i think was what did i have it yeah average average fastball velocity was 93 to 94 um in his debut year and then the year after that it was uh 94 to 95 and then in last year in 2021 i mean his average was 95 to 90 96 uh he ran a few up to 98 plus which is pretty exciting so honestly the majority of the credit for that blog a hundred percent goes to 
to Dylan Tate for sure. And then also the next person is Bill <laughs> and not, Bill. not me. I just happened to write up the analysis and some of the things that kind of like uh, changed along the way. But that was a really, really fun one to talk about. Oh, and also I, I was on the Lockdown Orioles podcast. Yeah. Um, shout out uh, Connor Newcomb for inviting me and Bill on there earlier this week. It was a fun time uh, talking actually, a bit more about it. I actually might have a decent podcast appearance coming up. I, I would want to sit on air in case it, it, it falls through. Ooh, okay. Um, but uh, I think you kind of know something about it. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have, have to brush up my Spanish. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to have to brush up my Spanish. Okay. <laughs> now I don't know, but I can, I can, yeah. I can Lindley, what, you got, what you got on your flex? Um, I was on the S2 Breakthrough um, pitching podcast with athlete Ashley Sunshine, who's there. Uh, Ashley Sunshine? She's their director of pitching at S2 Breakthrough. It's a softball facility in Chicago. And this is like a third series of their podcast. And she was, it's like all about uh, workload and everything and like everything about velocity training and softball. Mm. And it's just like kind of in the stone ages compared to the way that we approach velocity training and workload at baseball. Mm. Because, you know, how many times have you heard like, the softball windmill pitching motion is more is like natural, so you, so they don't have yeah. to worry about workload. They or can whatever. throw four hundred like, pitches a day. Exactly, you have like a, two or three starters on a team, even like like two or three starters who get innings on a team, uh, even at like power five schools and everything. Um, and then even training, uh, like to get to that point, everybody is like like a lot of athletes are just training as hard as they can, max effort every time they go out there to try to PR. And she was talking about how they probably have a lot of room to improve when it comes to mixing and recovery days and, Mm. you know, having different phases where not every phase is a velocity phase. Some phases are you like can take some time off or some phases are for strength training and then you're just kind of accumulating and or maintaining and um, throwing workload and whatnot. So it was kind of like we talked about pulse a little bit and how we use pulse to drive programming in baseball but it was a super exciting conversation because it's just like it's very clear that i, I don't want to say it's very clear because maybe maybe it doesn't it like is actually much different but like the idea of in softball training changing and like periodizing a little bit more and then potentially like improving how people train for velocity kind of how mm-hmm. not just drive line but you know training and velocity training in baseball has progressed over the years. It's like an, an exciting thing to think about right what, now before it happens. What, what is our current reach in, in softball? Uh, like from a pulse point of view, it's a bit like near zero. I think there's some, there's like two or three teams maybe that use it. And I think for their position players, but I'm actually going to send a unit out to as to breakthrough so that they can yeah. use it primarily like at first, probably as a, just to throw a counter and yeah. arm speed measure. Yeah. But like, it's possible that torque value is actually valid. It's just that valgus torque isn't like, as I was going to say, yeah. isn't like the, the thing they care about yeah. the most yeah. in the pitching motion. Well, do you know, is there like a, um, like a Tommy John of softball pitching? Like what, what's the, what's the tissue that is like breaks down the most, like after that repetitive movement and, you know, catastrophic injury type for them. We didn't talk about it on the, podcast specifically but i think it's more lower body um like i think i think there's some hips some knees and um back too 
I don't think it's not as like con yeah. it's not as like loaded on one joint as baseball is in the elbow, as far yeah. as I understand. I don't know it like that well, but um, I'm pretty sure it's not the elbow. They've she said that they've seen some like flexor and pronator strains, um, mm. and they think she was like talking about how like there are some mechanical things that she thinks um, might like contribute to that. But well, yeah, dude, the, the way they throw some of those pitches, like sure rotating under on some of them for sure yeah i can see that yeah so i i don't know if there's a if there's a perfect equivalent for tommy john but or like elbow injuries in, in yeah. softball but um there's like it's definitely not <laughs> we definitely shouldn't not think about it for, right right uh, softball players like workload and um yeah workload management just definitely matters we were like in uh we were talking about how like these these ideas, the the idea of workload management and tracking your workload and monitoring it is so ingrained in the weight room. It's like everybody's quantifying yeah. their shit with sets, reps, weight, RPEs, even RPE. Mm. Like there's all these systems that are just like normal to do in the weight room, and those exact same principles should just be applied to like throwing and everything. And pitch counts is a good start, but and like pulse is obviously great. Um, but it's just it's funny that we we all accept it in the weight room and even in normal things in our daily yeah. lives um but it it hasn't quite made it all the way into skills training that's so true like every every uh large on field skill battle like the the best analogy to overcome it almost always goes back to like strength and conditioning and weight <laughs> yeah. training, you know like yeah if, if this was happening in a weight room or something like everyone would be like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't, uh, just roll in and, uh, you know, max rep squat 80 times mm -hmm. and call it a day and, and leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Or like even, even as simple as like progressive overload, like lifting a little bit more the next week than you did the week before mm -hmm. or whatever, or like trying to. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And just deloading uh, as yeah. well as a concept. Yeah. yeah. Understanding deficits and whatnot. And, plateaus and super compensation i think one of the hp projects we're trying to get uh started is actually well a it, it kind of hinges on compliance of the athletes actually entering their weights in the track workouts mm -hmm. um but i was just talking to oz and besky about this and, and comstock and stefan simmons our director of hp uh yesterday but we want to start actually building like weight training load like models and formulas and like matching that up to performance um and then also oh, like sick. yeah yeah and, right and now it's all based on the assessment. tools yeah 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 and, and, well the thing is people are just so inconsistent about entering weight mm -hmm. but i think it's just like yeah like just making it normalized uh spitting out like insights and reports for the people who do getting more compliance that way and then yeah. being able to run like a longer longitudinal study there yeah um i think it's going to be way more useful with an athlete obviously because mm -hmm. people will start from a di different base of strength um but yeah that's interesting that's that's super exciting yeah, yeah if you really have like, like a actually. if it's part of the athlete meeting an athlete plan like it makes sense that they would be more driven yeah. to enter it and yeah. like care about it as well right yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah that's pretty far yeah pretty pretty good on episode should, should we just hit a dating corner and, and wrap it <laughs> yeah let's just wrap it <laughs> let's just wrap let's it, just wrap it. Unless, oh. unless you can deliver your most, uh, oh man, no, no, no. I, I, I'm I can, gonna be I can, so mad that I even just up? said unless there. 
What's up? No, no, I mean, uh, first off, the last time we did dating corner, we had really good compliance. Oh, compliance. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this Brian. is making it. You're, fan you're engagement. Making a, you're making a great <laughs> argument for it right fan, now. Fan engagement from our, our female audience, which is pretty low. Um, I mean, you know. See, it, the problem is, though, we did the plug asking for, you know, likes and ratings and subscribes. And if you give uh, a dating corner segment right now, you're going to be like, hey, we got the most likes, you know and stuff drop a comment drop part. a comment drop a comment if you want more <laughs> drop a comment if you want because i mean listen like he's down like 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 you know brady's justifiably a little bit scared uh but i mean the man the, 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 the man likes data so i'm saying if there's enough data that can convince him <laughs> that is such drop, a good uh, such a good description yeah no, no, no i'm gonna i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be I'm not, gonna, I'm not telling the full Just story justifiably a little scared <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll make i'll make a i'll make a 45 seconds or less I mean, it's at the end of the podcast, yeah. so let's, yeah, do, worst a, comes to let's worst. do a fake end we, right we can, now. Thanks for watching, everyone. Episode 75, we'll see you later. That way, now, if I have to clip yeah, yeah, this out, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can just go to there and we're good. Okay, yeah. Peace. Well, uh, so Brady's already heard the story, but but uh, also the, the, the lead is kind of the funnier part. The best part. <laughs> Wait, which one should I tell? Um, I just, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, of a story that, that uh, you could. So, so, so uh, I mean, you know. Um, I, I was traveling with my mom on a family trip, uh, pivoted last second to A's. <laughs> pivoted last second to, to Phoenix. Uh, mostly, you know, my mom started kind of like swiping on, on Tinder, uh, second to last day there. <laughs> what did he, his reaction? Anyways, uh, so I'm, I'm ta I, I kind of kick it off of this, this uh, one girl. <laughs> this is way more depth. There is just no way. No, 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 no. I'll wrap it. So I'll wrap it in twenty seconds. You should just, just let's just leave it. Let's just leave it as is. Maybe, maybe people want to know more. You know, then they can they can bang the comments. Ten seconds. I kicked off this girl. Um, and and she's she's working the next night. She's she's working like seven p.m. to two thirty a.m. She's like, oh damn, we'll miss each other. I was like, oh, what do you do? Uh, oh, yeah, this, and, is where, and, this is where it could take a turn. Well, so she invites me. She invites me to like, like, just like come, come, uh, come through to her work and kick it there for a bit. Um, and then uh, I, I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty fun, because I find out she actually works at a, a strip club. So uh, that we can just wrap the story there. <laughs> Peace. Thank you.